So. Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Father Longlegs, Daddy T. You know me. Hey, quick announcement. Not that this will really affect any of you, but just FYI, we are phasing out, and by we, I mean me, the Google confession line. Um, that is that phone number that sometimes I tell you guys to call, and I will say every once in a while some of you do, but um, anyway, it's not enough where I don't just want to leave my email and Instagram. There's so many other ways to reach me. It seems phone confession line is a little too old school, so we're phasing it out. That is no more. If you call that, it won't be me. It won't get to me. I don't know. You can still call and see what happens. But uh, if you do see that number floating around on any other, um, you know, like informations about this pod, let me know. But I believe I have removed it. And uh, I know it's been a minute since we've done a good confessions episode. It uh, No excuses. Not going to make any except to say that... Um, <laughs> I put it on the top of my list this week, and I actually have a couple um, that I'm excited about, including a submission from a confidant. So um, I apologize, um, but then again, you know, it's been a weird time. So uh, thanks for being patient with me. Um, speaking of confidants, no real announcements this week except for I. If you still want to see me do a live um, Zoom, <laughs> Zoom. Yes, that's what stand up is now. But it is live, so you, if you never see me do stand up and you're curious, it's not exactly the same thing. But uh, I guess I will be telling jokes live on your computer if you want to watch that it's this Saturday at 7 p.m. Um, you can message me. Just email me. I don't have the link off the top of my head, but um, there's an RSVP link. It's free. Message me um, on my socials or email me, tellmeanythingpod at gmail.com. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the only announcement. Thanks for being a confidant. I want to read a confidant confession that um, came came to me. I'm going to leave this person anonymous. Um, have not responded via email yet. I figured I would just respond on the show. If you guys want to send confessions to me, you can do that. Email me or message me. Okay, here is the confession. So, uh, I love your podcast and have binging them all. You're hilarious. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. It's not very weird to read compliments, but thanks. My favorite moment was in an episode where some guy was saying something about the character Solid Snake from the video game. And he was saying how he had a bandana and you didn't follow and you were like, a snake with a bandana? LMFAO. I had to pause and I feel I laugh way more than a normal person would have. I can't think of a reason why, but that was just so funny. Oh, thank you so much. That is um, very uh, <laughs> something that I would say. Um, okay, let's get to the confession. Anywho, I wanted to share some confessions. You're my therapist now. Um, okay, this is long, so I am going to skip ahead and get to the confession. So, and I've also taken away the identifying factors that are included in this email. So I moved to the same city as my best friend about a year ago, and he keeps dropping hints that he wants me to find some chick to have a threesome with. It's weird because he's uh, married, and I respect his marriage. Also, I just don't think of him as a good-looking guy, and I feel it would be weird. I have no interest in it. He and his wife are Asian, and she is very traditional, so I know she would not be open to the idea of him sleeping with other women. But he's like a brother to me, so I'm on his side no matter what. Meaning I won't tell his wife that he's been, uh, what he's been hinting me to do. I hope it's just a phase. But in addition, I years ago I heavily flirted with his niece when she and I lived in the same city. It's complicated. Nothing really happened. She's in her late 20s, by the way. She's also, oh, I think this person's in his 30s. Um, she also recently moved to the same city as us. I'm old AF and my biological clock is ticking didn't know men had those. Okay. I want to settle down and have a, uh, effing kid already. I told my mom years ago when I turned 35, I'll give her a grandchild. Um, she has been asking me about it. WTF. I've thought about maybe trying to start up something with this niece again, but while I have been a decent person, it seems like everybody still sees me as a man whore and not someone my friend would want a member of his family dating. Friends with the whole family. I've known this guy since we were 13, so I'm in a bit of a pickle. She's someone I have a past with. She already knows me, and I know her whole family. I feel like for those reasons, we make a good match. But also for those same reasons, I feel it's bad water to swim in. Not sure what to do. Okay. Uh, okay, this is quite long. I don't want to skip any important parts, but it's very long. Okay, so... Uh, okay, I'm a Cancer Leo rising. That's nice. Um, emotional. Okay, here we go. Uh, in my early 20s, I, okay, so this is a second confession, but I think it's all related. In my, in my early 20s, I experimented with guys. I believe sexuality is fluid, and I feel it was a bit of a phase. I guess what I realized is that I like to put my dick inside whoever I'm attracted to, and sometimes I feel guys are attractive. 
me too. I feel that way too. Um, definitely a top and a giver, not a receiver unless it's oral. Anyways, I think maybe I want a polyamorous relationship. Um, okay. So, so sorry, that's very long. Um, and I, I'll try to write out more detailed thoughts, but for the sake of getting through it for the pod, I'm going to summarize here. So he talks about, um, wanting to have a threesome with, oh, he's never, I've never dated a girl who didn't want a threesome. They all said whatever kind would be fine. Okay. So basically he says guy, girl, or girl, guy, guy, ETC. Um, I tested the waters with this guy and I said, and said I had a dream of us and a girl all going at it. He seemed open and on board with the idea. I flat out asked him how he felt about polyamorous relationships and said he could see both pros and cons. I haven't pushed it further than that. I just want my partner to be satisfied, but I am by nature a bit of a lone wolf and a distant sometimes in relationships. I have a tendency to want my own space. It's just who I am. So I was thinking it'd be nice to be in a committed relationship with two people who could be there for each other when I'm not around or at least give me a buffer so I can have some alone time. I'm decent looking and this guy's good looking. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Um, so, okay, this final bit says, I'm fine alone. I don't need other people to make me happy, but I really want a kid. I got to find some way to get my love life to find so I can move on to that step. Looked into surrogacy, but it's expensive. It's kind of also on my radar as an option to aim for. So these are my confessions and a bit of rant. Keep up the good work with the podcast. I'm a big fan. Thank you so much for that um, nice message. I'm sorry I rushed through that. Um, it was not to be dismissive. It's just um, so to not to be redundant and to leave out personal details. So I will respond in short version and I will try to write out a little bit more detailed if this is not sufficient. But uh, my first thoughts upon reading this, thank you for your honesty. There are a couple of things I noticed. And once more, I have to say very adamantly, I'm not a therapist. So this is one person not even a friend I mean I am like I care about you and see see you through this email but you know again always if you disagree or anything I say doesn't feel right or resonate I'm only going off this email feel free to ask for other opinions so that being said um the couple of things I noticed for sure uh I I like that you're being honest but I do sense a bit of dishonesty with yourself and I don't mean this in a judgmental way this is the kind of thing that I have found myself in multiple times um sort of the debate about like I'm good by myself but I want this so I think the first step really here is to really ask yourself what do you want because I think you're sort of accepting a little bit of what you want but not the full picture and it's also okay to just say you want to be loved unconditionally or whatever. And it's okay if that comes with an insecure attachment, like wanting to be alone at times. Um, it's also okay if you want to be in a polyamorous relationship. But it seems the situation here is that you're not sure if that's what you want. And you're and I, I sense a feeling of like, maybe this thing that I don't have will be the key and sort of like click everything into place for me and having uh, coming from someone who has um always been very monogamous but curious about poly relationships and then after a very like shaking dramatic um relationship that ended like basically a very kind of toxic situation that I got out of I did like a full 180 and really wanted to just try doing as many different things uh, uh from my pattern as I could um and one of those things was dating couples. I did that in, not in the same reason as you, but similarly in the sense that like I've always been monogamous and really wanted to find that like sort of lasting unconditional love. And then when I felt so confused, like feeling like I was getting something wrong, I decided to try the opposite of that uh, by dating a respectfully in love couple. And I did really enjoy that. Um, that being said, I didn't find at least currently for my personal um situation now in 2020 that that's something sustainable for me in the long run but I'm telling you that because if you're having this curiosity and need to experiment I say go for it but I definitely think you should be it, it sounds to me like you're still in a state of transition so my best advice not knowing you very well is to write down everything you're feeling like obviously you wrote it down in an email but write down things you're feeling as you have these experiences like Right. Like for me, it's nice to have comedy because I can kind of process things through jokes. But if you, you know, have experiences that are new, write down how you feel and then come back and look at your entries in, you know, a few months and see if it's changed and see if you have any more clarity. Because I do sense you're in a transition and I sense that's a good thing. The honesty is really something you should just keep following and follow those like sort of urges in a way that's safe and respectful of everyone in your life. Um, 
because you are probably going to come out on the other side in a totally different place than you are now, but it will help to leave yourself little breadcrumbs um, so you can look back and see your growth and your patterns. And maybe in two months, you'll be able to look back and see something you didn't see before that you're doing that's not even in this email. You know, we don't know. Um, that being said, I do want to call out, there's a couple things I notice, um, and I can tell you are generally trying to be respectful. I mean, you listen to me talk and you are open-minded, but, um, I couldn't help but notice, you know, you call her chick and then the way you talk about how, um, there's sort of like a, a focus on the aesthetics, like, oh, you wouldn't date, you sleep with your friend cause he's not good looking just just a devil not I don't want to say devil's advocate but just to open up your um kind of point of view a little bit um you know aesthetics good looks are very subjective so I think that is totally okay if you don't find them attractive um but I think sometimes the way you present ideas to yourself if you start presenting them like oh this is how I feel versus how this is how everyone feels it can open you up to the new possibility that there are other ideas out there. And I'm not saying this, uh, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not saying this in a, in a critical way. I mean, I am in that, like, we should all be critical, but I'm saying this in like, hopefully this will help you because if you feel stuck, which I'm, I'm hearing a little bit that you are, um, it should be very hopeful for you to realize that the way that you see certain things in your life might feel so permanent and like universal, but they aren't, which means at some point, you know, in the future, they also may not be universal to you in a good way, as in the things you feel stuck about now in the future, you may look back and say, oh, wow, I didn't see it this way. Actually, there's a lot of hope. So um, it's just a slight tweak, but little things like saying like, oh, I'm a good looking guy or he's not a good looking guy because it's true to you. But for example, you know, I'm sure his wife thinks he's a good looking guy. And, uh, and you know, if you just sort of reframe some of these narratives you're telling yourself and that will help you get clarity on like what you find good looking because it's not universal. And there, there you can maybe realize like, oh, maybe I like this or I don't like this. And then that will get you closer to the thing you want. Um, as for the niece, um, I'm sensing hesitation for many good reasons. I'm also sensing that it doesn't quite feel right, but it feels convenient. So for those reasons, just based on this email, I would say this is something that takes open communication like any relationship does. So relationships aren't just decisions that one person makes, right? So I'm sensing that you're deciding, like there's history there that maybe you could pursue it. But again, this might be something to bring up with her, you know, like, is it something she's thinking of? And in this situation, if you guys are both respectful and open, you can talk it out without needing to come into this conversation, having your mind made up. So that's just something to consider. That being said, if you aren't entering this seeing her as like an equal partner, I would say maybe it's not the greatest time to start a relationship with someone, especially with so many entanglements to your life. Generally speaking, I think it's good to, um, you know, enter relationships, treating the people you're with, you know, person, people, whatever, like people. Um, of course, there are setups. Of course, there are dynamics. Of course, there are, you know, especially in the kink community, which I don't, I've not, I have not participated in, but, you know, I have a lot of friends and I'm aware of the dynamics. Like there are many dynamics which you can consensually enter into that maybe flip these um, power structures. But if that's not the case, I would just enter it with like an open mind instead of thinking like I've decided I want to date her and now I will pursue her. Like maybe there's room to explore the feelings together. You know, I know it's very scary. It's very vulnerable to um, <laughs> open yourself up to someone when you're not even sure if you like them, but just consider that she may be thinking the same thing or she may not be interested at all. And so you have to sort of, the sooner you create an open dialogue, the more likely a relationship is even possible. Because if you want, I always ask myself this when I'm not sure if I should pursue something. I just say, if I, if this worked out and I was with this person forever, could I look, would I look back, you know, telling our grandkids or whatever about the early days that we met? Like, would this story fit? Would it make sense? And if you're making all the decisions, um, and sort of closing yourself off to vulnerability and, you know, you need to sort of open yourself up a little bit to be vulnerable, right? Because that's what relationships are. There's trust. 
if you're not trusting the situation and you're trying to control it, then it might not be something that will last. Doesn't mean you can't change it. And again, I don't know you do. So I don't know if you guys are a good fit, but I would start there with open dialogue. That being said, you're a cancer, so it makes sense. Cancers love to retreat into your shell. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite celebrities is a cancer, Ariana Grande. So uh, I don't know, maybe go listen to her latest album, see if you can get clarity there. Um, <laughs> but I would say overall, the fact that you're being honest, uh, very hopeful. Um, just keep writing this stuff down and keep working at it. It's not meant to be easy. I will say that. Um, but uh, the more you include other people that you want to be in relationships with, into those dialogues and those conversations that you're having with yourself in your head or with me, you know, uh, the easier it will be, trust me. And um, I know it's also very scary when they hurt you, but just consider this. they If they were going to hurt you in that they didn't want to date you, it's going to happen whether you invite them into the conversation or not. It's just a matter of when. So might as well just start early. I hope that's helpful. Um, I'll email you back as well, but thank you for writing in. Um, yeah, I think we should get to the confession. Um, this is a real fun one. I actually very much enjoy talking to my guest, Stevie Wayne. Um, we kind of get into how we met at the comedy store. Um, so you'll hear that story, but basically, um, you know, it's a pretty male heavy place, which is fine. You know, I'm a comedian. I've been around dudes, but I clocked her right away because, you know, she's cute, but also just queer energy. And uh, actually, at first, I didn't know she was queer. I think I just was like birds of a feather. Um, and then I was like, I hope she's funny. And she was. And then um, obviously, we have seen each other around since and I've done her show and I invited her on my pod and it was really, really nice talking to her. And I thought she was very open and honest. And I hope you guys enjoy the conversation. All right. Enjoy. You can tell her, you can tell her Father Longleg, this is your host, uh, Teresa Lee. This is You Can Tell Me Anything, and I'm so excited to be joined by my guest today. Um, I think she's so funny. I actually saw her for the first time at the comedy store at the roast show, which is like a, <laughs> like a toxic show, but I was like, this girl's funny. Yep, uh, it's a shit show. <laughs> didn't even know right away that she's gay, but she hosts a show called That's So Gay, and I like her even <laughs> more for that. So Stevie Wayne, Could what's you- up? Could you clock me as gay? Did you, <laughs> I mean, probably because I was talking about being gay on stage, right? Well, before you, no, but like, but I didn't ever uh, meet you before because I feel I don't hang out at the store that much, and I, for reasons. Um, but uh, not, I actually like. Okay. I don't mind. I've had good experiences performing there, but it's not that fun to hang out there for me. But yeah, um, yeah, no, I get that. It's, uh, it's it can be incredibly. <laughs> masculine I guess is the word toxic it's funny. yeah it's funny I didn't clock that but then I wonder if I've, I've never ever really like I guess I've clocked things in the sense that like I'm drawn to people like me but uh when I mm-hmm. think about it I didn't clock myself as queer for a long time so. I clocked you I clocked you <laughs> really <laughs> it's always like you don't know so if funny. she's straight or curious and I feel uh, like every time that I've ever wondered I've always been correct interesting you know where you like sort of meet someone and you're like, hmm. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, I, I've, I've been out now, but um, when I was in college, I was like questioning and I really mm-hmm. went through, because I, I mean, I, you know this, but, and my f- listeners know, but because I identify, I guess, now as queer, but before that, bisexual. Um, sure. But I feel like that doesn't include uh, non binary. But I feel mm-hmm. because of that, I went through like both. I was like, no, I gotta be straight because I love this boy. Nope, gotta be gay because I love this yeah. girl. And then Dude, just like, yeah. for I actually went through a phase. This was an episode I recorded a long time ago. If anyone is new and hasn't heard it and is curious, but I um, I went am through. I gay? Am I gay? No, I, I did a confession one, but because th- this was before I did comedy, but I um was questioning and thought that I might have been a, born a boy, and so a oh, lot yeah. of that is. In, like interesting because so much of it was just me being so confused about these different um mm-hmm. like identities and I didn't know that there was one that captured them all yet so I was yeah. just like trying to fit in but uh now I feel yeah. comfortable and I'm also comfortable with changing if it happens who knows yeah so. <laughs> dude I I really I feel like uh I do you know this thing called like dick fantasy this is so inappropriate Let's oh no it. but it sounds like something 
I don't know. But Tell me like, what it is. Cause I feel my like... therapist, cause I feel like I've also been a person that's like, Oh, am I, am I a little non-binary? Am I feminine? Like I, it just feels like a lot of gray. Mm-hmm. And uh, my therapist was explaining that a lot of like lesbian women or have this like dick fantasy where they don't want a dick for any other function than just like during sex. Yes. Oh my I'm glad gosh. we're talking about it. I'm glad we're talking about it. That's so funny. Wait, I want to talk about that. But before we get too far, I like to start with a good confession just as a quick icebreaker to start on a positive note. Is there something good you want to tell me? Oh yeah. Um, well, good confession, good confession. I mean, this isn't like a confession, I get. Well, I don't know. It doesn't happen. Like, it's I, like a humble brag. I call it a good confession, but it could be like something you like, something you did today that made you happy. It's very, oh, very loose. Okay. Those are all really nice things. I got, I, one of my scripts got an eight on the blacklist. Oh my God, congratulations. That's huge. You know. Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, it's taken six years to write something good, so. But that's the that's when you know it's like I used to be like I want to do something overnight and have it be good and then I was like that wouldn't yeah, feel yeah. good like the thing that you spend a lot of time on and gets there and yeah. you know is good that's the one you want to like take you totally to. yeah, yeah it's been like a, like a dream for sure of just like taking writing classes and banging my head against the wall and just being like will I ever be good but well, it's nice to have are... like a sense of validation yeah I mean I've seen your stand-up I've seen your writing in that sense and it's good so uh that's exciting though it's always nice to be validated by uh the industry and yeah Yeah. people don't know what the blacklist is it's a very prestigious list of uh scripts that's like basically you have to be like stamp of approval from a select number readers yeah 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 it's like one to ten and like uh, anything under an eight is like difficult to sell slash it's you need to work on it so <laughs> I've definitely put scripts up and I've gotten fives is what I'm saying and so it's nice to like have it in a nice it's place. actually good to have a progression though I mean I don't know I'm very much like that yeah. because I feel like every step of my career has been so minuscule that it never yeah. feels like it's going anywhere but when I look back I'm like well I feel it better now than I did five years ago but I've never had like that big sort of thing and in yeah. a way I'm grateful for it because it's uh yeah it's made me kind of be like well I will constantly have to push this rock up the hill. yeah <laughs> yeah up the mountain yeah no it's real Definitely. wait I want to talk about dick fantasy because dick I've fantasy! never um, heard it like that but I used to fantasize before I was out to myself I this is maybe why I thought I was a boy because I would fantasize about getting a blowjob yeah dude oh that's the best <laughs> like constantly that was like the thing and like when I would like hook up with guys and I lost my virginity late so I wasn't even having sex but I would like think Mm -hmm. about girls when I was hooking up with guys and I thought that was normal uh and it's not not normal (laughs) I don't want to use the word normal but I thought it was yeah universal yeah or you know almost my mom wait well my mom told me that everyone likes girls because they're like the peacocks of humans like the male peacocks. Oh my god! It isn't Your true. Mom is so queer. I love <laughs> she it. She is probably, um, but she's not out, and she's I married to my dad, who, you know, the, whatever. I don't even. Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's fine. <laughs> You're like, stop talking about this. My parents listen. To no, this they. Don't, I've told her that before, and she's like, "Well, everything outside of your marriage is fantasy." I'm like, "Yeah, but do you fantasize about dicks or boobs? Like, what are you?" <laughs> so, oh. They're from a different generation, you know. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. I feel like I have such a weird relationship to my vagina. I'm glad we're talking about it. But like, yeah, I just feel like I've always just been kind of annoyed that (laughs) it's there. Like I just not, and it's like during sex, like I have Mm -hmm. no, like during sex, like I am not about any kind of like vaginal penetration. I'm so glad we're we're going here right off the bat. (laughs) But like, but you know, and where I'm like anger and like, I just want a dick, man. But it's like, not for any other reason. Like, I don't want to have to pee out of a dick. I don't want to just, like, have... You know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. not my thing. But I feel I feel like it'd like... be fun to pee out of a dick. I hate peeing out of... Well, I don't pee out of my vagina. I've actually... There's no word for it, right? <laughs> I realize there's no, like, for the hole that your pee comes out of. This is so gross. I'm so sorry, guys. But, like... I know, it's great. We got to normalize this. Men love to talk about their their shit and their pee all the time and we don't yeah, get to talk yeah. about it isn't it your rape rat isn't that it isn't that yeah but the that's piece? the inside isn't it like there's the whole literal hole i mean it's just a hole but it's like there's you can't yeah. be like it's your pee hole that's what it's right i think yeah, it's just called your, your pee i hole. think medically it's your pee hole it sounds correct I, <laughs> <laughs> I used to call it the front butt because well in, in um oh my god <laughs> in chinese i would call it like literally pigu means butt and i chemian means front and i go chemian pigu which is front butt <laughs> Oh my god, it's amazing! But, 
in itself like the fact that there's no word for the thing that we pee out of but guys wow. yeah anyways i'm whatever. almost there has to be i might like want to google this but i feel like it might just be urethra but urethra is like it's part of the urethra but don't you yeah. feel like it should have its own name i love that it's just like we haven't been like our, our education system hasn't made this very clear to us yeah. i'm googling also being like what is it called well because there's a word for asshole mm. but that's connected to your anus right so mm-hmm, technically, mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, wait. You're looking you, it up. Yeah, wait. Okay, while you look I it did. up. Urethra, urethral opening. Oh, okay. But well, that's boring. it's like, and did you know that vulva actually means the whole vagina? It's not just. Yeah. Did you, I didn't know but that. It's... That was recently learned. <laughs> it is, you know, there's so many parts to a vagina. Um, Very interesting. But that's funny because I do, yeah, now I'm thinking about the dick fantasy thing because I didn't know, until you label it, you're like, that's not a thing. And uh, yeah. I wonder, like, sometimes I want, like, this is me with uh, sober thoughts that seem like acid thoughts. It's Sometimes mm. I think, like, woman, <laughs> not, I mean, this is kind of partly a joke, so please don't come for me because I'm not even considering, like, all in between, but I'm just speaking to right. the old version of the binary. I mm. feel like sometimes, like, the a woman's body is like um like I, sometimes i have like fan like ghost like ghost dick it's not that i want a dick it's that i had a dick does that make sense I like love that. it's almost like you know when you uh what that's a word for it when you like if you lose a hand yeah. that you feel like you yeah. still have it that's how yeah. it feels to me so i'm not saying that women are more evolved than men i think it's funny to say that but obviously i understand all bodies equal positive whatever but that's how it feels is like at one point in another life i had a dick i love that that's so cool (laughs) i don't know if that's anything but who knows maybe we'll all discover that one day yeah well i feel like yeah but then it makes yeah i think that it was funny because i feel like i yeah it was like i definitely like in a hetero a very heterosexual relationship had such an issue with not having a dick that mm. my very straight boyfriend at the time would just would just pretend with me and that was Whoa. like the nicest oh my thing. gosh that was the nicest thing and then um and then yeah and then I feel like and then one of my uh friends was just like have you ever used a strap on and I was like mm. oh okay <laughs> now we're here this is very clear to me <laughs> <laughs> well some you know? of it too especially if it's more in your younger years like I feel like as a teenager we're seeing our sexuality through the lens of what we're told is acceptable. So like there's also, because I I don't think I fantasize as much now about having a dick. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think before I was having sex, before I understood what it meant to be attracted to women, if I was fantasized about a woman, I had to, like there had to be a dick involved. So then it was my dick, if that makes sense. But now I'm like, like I I obviously can hook up with a girl with, without, you know, like, so I, I, I wonder if some of that's just us, projecting imagery onto yeah i don't know well no yeah well that sounds it's so nuanced but yeah there's like a heteronormative like uh uh thing that we put it through that we're like oh lady in vagina or like penis in vagina i can't even talk straight lady in vagina Uh, lady in (laughs) vagina portrait of a girl on fire um well this brings me to um our our story but stevie is there something you want to tell me yeah well okay so I was looking and thinking of fun confessions, and <laughs> we're talking about sex anyways. <laughs> I thought it would be fun to tell you some of the things that I, I cannot believe I'm saying this. I, some of the things I used to masturbate to when I was a kid. When I was a kid. Okay. Um, yeah, because I think it just sort of like got worse and worse over time, you know? I think it's pretty, um, uh, it's, it's always funny to talk about but I, I think I mean it's not, we talk about this on the show because it's trying to take away shame but also I think it's pretty common mm-hmm. for especially uh, in the queer community to have like a lot of masturbation stories because it's really the only way you can like express your sexuality mm-hmm. if if you are you know not sure of where you fit yeah. into the heteronormative space because right. instead yeah. of going out and experimenting necessarily well it sounds like you had boyfriends but uh, yeah. a lot of times you might have repressed certain things and then it you kind of just it comes out in masturbation i don't know if that makes sense yeah that's not scientific so please you know i could well it's all it's all (laughs) embarrassing and so here we are oh wait 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 
Okay. Well, you have to wait. You have to tell me something embarrassing to make it. I do. I say so stuff. many embarrassing things. What did you? Okay, wait. What's like something that you used to masturbate to when you were a kid or with? Like, what's a weird? Oh, thing sure. That you I mean, I didn't know the word masturbation applied to women as a or girls as a kid, but I can. Oh. Looking back, I've talked about it on another pod, but I can look back and be like, oh, that's probably what that was. But I wasn't. I really was like a late bloomer. Like the first time I remember actually like actively masturbating to for pleasure like instead of just like mm-hmm. oh that felt good was when I was 19 I, I worked out a lot and then I think my body must have been growing or hormonal because I would do leg lifts yeah. until I orgasmed and then every day I was what? like damn yeah I was like doing literally I guess it's kegels but I I used to do like 50 to 100 and then I started like <laughs> coming at like 25 and then I was like I'm gonna do this forever and I was just like every day I was like can't wait to go home and do leg lifts and just oh my constantly God. you're like working out what a gift what but I can't uh, come from that anymore unfortunately so I don't work out anymore uh no I <laughs> <laughs> Um, wow that's such a nice combination like that's a reason to go to the gym for sure it literally was like what like the first time it happened I was like that's cool and then I just like would work and then I was just like I'm not even gonna count I'm just gonna do this till uh, it it happens that's amazing (laughs) that's incredible no yeah as a kid I didn't know really the concept of that yeah well I I got myself in trouble as a kid because I the first time I ever discovered I can't believe oh, whatever it's fine <laughs> but yeah I um when I was a kid it was like in the like I was like three or four I think mm. and I was like in the bath with my mom and I like was like oh if you put your vagina up to this up to the water like this you know like the spot mm. or whatever you could orgasm like as a four like I'm such a horny little four-year-old <laughs> and like I remember my mom just being like don't you do that again like she oh like, yelled at me like and I was oh, like no. so like embarrassed and humiliated Aww. and then for my seventh birthday I got like one of those like hair braiders I had the the Pocahontas with the Miku was it like that no yeah um yeah maybe well it was like you put your the three strands of hair and you pull oh, it uh-huh. and then you could pull it down and it would like automatically braid your hair um and yeah, and it also vibrated. So I <laughs> would keep that like under my bed. It was like my like my true secret where I was like, oh no, someone's going to find out, but I can't get rid of this because it feels too fun, you know? Have um, you seen Booksmart? Yes, I love Booksmart. They have a great scene about something similar. Like yeah, the teddy wait, bear. I... They're with the, the bear with no eye, I think, or something like that. Oh my God, yes, yes, yes. I was never, I could never like, I was never like a humper. I couldn't like hump. <laughs> And then get anywhere with that. I, I didn't know. hump, but I did have a. I would do the thing where I had my like Barbie's, you know, scissor or whatever. And then, so I think innately though, we all have. I mean, it makes sense. It's literally the most natural thing if, as a, as a yeah. human animal or whatever. We all know yeah. what that is. It's weird to imagine telling not telling children about sex will make them not learn it because it's like you know it's oh, li- yeah. literally built into their code, right? Like it's built in like why do you think not telling them what it like me not knowing the word masturbation didn't keep me from you know exactly yeah I mean guys could hate me all he wanted but I still was going to masturbate (laughs) even though it wasn't allowed you know well how do you remember how I mean you're so young but do you remember like the how you felt getting the reaction from your mom because that's to me what's most interesting is like when you start feeling shame because it seems like you didn't understand and it was just you know you experimenting at first well I think like I definitely was horrified because my well like even as a kid because I remember just being yelled at but I yeah I remember being yelled at and feeling bad but then also feeling like this was so fun (laughs) like uh, it's it's worth it like I'll get in trouble again for this weird addiction (laughs) you know (laughs) um so yeah I don't know and then I feel like I didn't really I don't know I remember like just discovering like I don't know this is so much but do you remember like discovering your vagina like for the first time like even realizing that you had a vagina like going through your whole life and not knowing that there's like this crevice inside of you you know (laughs) and like I just remember like I was at a soccer because we played soccer a lot growing up and like I was at a soccer game and my game ended early so I went and I can't I went to my mom's car and then I just like discovered my vagina and I was just like whoa this thing just keeps going like Whoa. I couldn't believe that you had like a tunnel in your body you know like it was just like crazy and I was just like am I the only one like is this normal you're the you know? only like, person with that's 
Wow. But did you yeah. guys have um, yeah. human growth and development? Where did we do? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Pennsylvania. Was um, it a religious very, school? Um, no, but very conservative, very small town. I grew up. There was like one church uh that we kind of like it was like we called it the god squad community because our bus stop was like at the church but everybody went to the church like after school for free daycare and then Mm -hmm. everyone was just like super like homophobic and it was yeah it was just uh it was a weird place to grow up and have like i also have gay parents so it was it was Mm -hmm. a weird place to have gay parents and kind of grow up you know but they didn't teach you in school, like, I remember we had to do at least, like, the human body and, like, learn about puberty. Yeah. I feel like that's where, like, it kind of crystallized, like, what this thing is, I guess. Thing is, yeah. Well, I think I was younger then, because I think we, that was in, like, maybe uh, high school. We had a oh, sex wow. ed class. Okay. Um, and then there was, like, a period conversation. You guys sure. didn't get the period conversation to high school? No, no, that was definitely like in middle school. We definitely gotcha. had a period conversation. But so I guess, you know, so I was probably in like fifth or sixth grade when yeah. I discovered my vagina. I That's guess. interesting. Yeah, we had our first one, which is very, very rudimentary, mostly learning about periods and stuff in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it opened you up to be like, there's more to come. Like, it's like, there's more information that's right. coming. Don't worry. So then you're like less shame ashamed of yeah. asking questions so yeah That's I mean so it's, it's tricky though because um people do grow at different rates and so like if you're just too young it could be very scary I think it's I think it is like good to start the conversation early even if you're not I don't think we talked about sex in fourth grade but we definitely talked about we looked at the you know diagram of a vagina and we focused more on like mm-hmm. your body's gonna change soon and like don't worry you're gonna learn more and then we're like okay i can't wait for the sequel like (laughs) amazing like i will be tuning in um Um, yeah that's interesting so okay because i'm now now you're making me wonder about because i've never really thought back to me discovering my own body but i it's so funny to think about it that way because there's so little in media about i mean now there's more but when i was growing up or when we were younger so much about boys and their changing bodies and and not as much yeah. about girls it's always about boobs right it's always about to the male gaze like oh her boobs grew overnight oh but- my god i would pray to god that my <laughs> boobs would grow that was like my always prayer like i would be in, in the shower and i would just be like dear god please let my tits fill my hands and i would just like did you ever try to over. water them i would like, try to water my boobs in the shower to make them grow oh my god stop we all did that try to water <laughs> Like, it's going to grow. Fill it up. <laughs> I just thought if God loved me enough, he'd answer my, my prayers. And um, I, it turns out he didn't love me that much. <laughs> but, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like this probably is different for a young young woman now. But it's so, wow, so. how much has changed. Like, just having no understanding of the yeah, body. Yeah, your body. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, I remember... Yeah, because then, and then I think I was in like sixth grade. I just think I did really dumb things. Like, I was like, after I was aware of my vagina, I was like, okay, well, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I talked to my friends. Because I, I had this friend, Maddie, who had an older sister, mm-hmm. and she would get a lot of sex conversations, like from her older sister. So she was mm-hmm. like, this is a vibrator. And it was like, oh my God. And like, so I like wanted to try using something like I was like I'm gonna get my own vibrator but like I had nothing <laughs> and I was like oh I'll just use I I somebody I go like my dad's house and I like I used a banana <laughs> I try I like legit used like a banana, the American but pie like, female version I think so but it was like this is so I like knew that it was gross so I was like oh I'll make this safe I don't by using I put a paper towel <sighs> over the banana and I was just like, yeah, sex is not for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is not going oh my anywhere. God. I, I just, like, I feel like. Did you throw the um, banana away? I hope you didn't put it back. Oh, my God. I mean, I yeah, for sure, for sure, for <laughs> sure. But I kept the paper towel. No, I didn't. I, it's like, it's, uh, yeah, it was very um, unpleasant. And it didn't go anywhere. I mean, imagine. Well, I hope not. I mean. <laughs> a paper towel up your vagina. Like, how insane. How insane is that? That is so wild. I mean, 
I okay, I did think of a thing that I wonder if this was subconsciously kind of like fantasy, but I didn't understand sex. But I would um, have like I guess it was fantasy, but as a kid, it would it was just dreams that I would like wake up and I'd feel good, which is like a fantasy. But um, yeah. but it'd be it'd always be of like. Uh, being embarrassed if that makes it so but embarrassed specific is very specific way so it'd be like i have to pee i have nowhere to pee and all like the boys soccer team is right there i guess i have to pee in front of them and then Whoa. like yeah and so that'd be the dream and then i'd wake up be that's like, the fantasy dream wait and then you'd wake up with, like you had come no and then i'd go pee but like i think it would feel like i had to pee because it's probably like it's I, okay, so I, the first I I, I lost, lost my virginity so late, so by the time yeah. I lost my virginity, I understood sex or whatever. But when I That's first great. started having like sexual experiences, I um, mm-hmm. like, like I thought uh, I would have to pee like during hooking up with guys. Because that's what yeah. happens is you feel like horny, but it and then you learn that that's not gonna happen. You're not gonna pee, and it's fine. But that was anxiety yeah. because uh, I just related that feeling to like, oh, I have to go pee. That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah, because you hadn't experienced it before, and you're like, "What is happening?" Yeah. Interesting. So when did you first like understand, or were you just self-taught, and then later all your friends were like learning? You're like, "I know this stuff." Like, or did, was there a moment when it all clicked? I guess. I, I mean, in my gay, in my gayness. <laughs> or just feel... just understanding your body and like th- what you like, because I feel like as a kid you're doing it, but you don't know what you're doing. Or were you like, "This is a sexual thing." I knew it was a sexual thing. I think I always knew it was like, well, because mm. I, I was like, this is dirty. So this is sexual. <laughs> like, I know this is bad, mm. but it's worth it. Like, I, like, I remember there was like, because I, I was always, you know, you're so paranoid. You're so paranoid. Mm-hmm. And there was a um, fire alarm on the ceiling of my room. Uh-huh. And I convinced myself that the little like light was like a camera. Oh and my, my God. mom was watching me. That's terrifying. <laughs> and I was like, I am in trouble. Oh, no. And she, like, never, I mean, obviously, it was just a freaking <laughs> fire alarm, you know, like a fire yeah. detector. Um, and, yeah, the guilt is real, I guess. When um, did the guilt go then, away? Like, or just naturally? or did It, it... hasn't. Has <laughs> it gone away? Isn't it I hope it has a little bit. <laughs> I, like, yeah, I have, like, a funny relationship with my body. I had to do, like, because I think that... No one had told me about sex, like about what to expect, about what is appropriate and like what is fair and, you know, mm-hmm. all those like, sure, yeah. I mean, I think that's something women struggle with all the time anyway of like, yeah, are you for their pleasure? Or are you allowed to have, try to find pleasure? And so like my first relationship, I was with someone who was just like, I don't know, had a lot, like gave me a lot of shame about my body, gave mm-hmm. me a lot of shame about my um just like desires Mm. and like uh would definitely like I started this thing where I used to cry a lot during sex and he didn't realize which is like kind of like terrible and so it was like some of it just felt like he pressured me a lot there was always like a pressure you know sure and so I think that I sort of I don't know I had to do like vaginal floor work um or yeah it's like yeah vaginal floor work to try to unlearn those reactions mm. and try to like mm-hmm. uh be able to re- quote unquote receive but i'm not i think honestly i've come to a place where i'm just like if we got rid of my vagina i'd be fine with it <laughs> like we can just like sew it up close it down Come like on. i'm cool because it, it's so triggering sure. like i don't know yeah your know. body holds trauma i mean i'm so sorry you had those experiences but uh, yeah you're speaking to something that's i think relatable in ways of even if someone didn't have that specific experience because that you can have this trigger that's so unfortunate in ways because it can provide so much pleasure but also like it it's almost just like if it has this ingrained pattern or um it learns learns too early on uh, a negative pattern it's it's really hard to undo that uh yeah 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 like I always feel like a level of violation Mm -hmm. I think is my problem because I'm always just like I never, it's like the trust thing, because I mm-hmm. feel like so many times, I don't know, you would have someone who could, like, hit your, like, I, I think my sure. thing was that the person was always, like, hitting my cervix, and uh-huh. that was, like, a not pleasurable thing for me, um, and then, yeah, so it was, like, you kind of, like, lose that control, and then you don't feel safe, and then mm-hmm. you're just, like, I don't know, I would do a lot of dissociating and stuff, yeah. and 
Yeah, well, it was like really funny because I, uh, one of my therapists was like, you should try like, vaginal floor work. And so I did well, this. What is vaginal was... floor work? Yeah, it's basically like you pay someone to finger you, but oh, wow. that's okay. not it. Medically, it's But great. in a very safe like, way. And so you're almost re recreating an experience that's like comfortable and safe. Yeah, it's like all medically sound. And like they basically try to help you loosen the tension in your body mm -hmm. um, by like gradually sort of, uh, I mean, honestly, like it would be like I would go in and she would truly just have like she would like put one of her fingers in my mm -hmm. vagina and talk to me like super normal and just be like does this hurt is this okay and it would just be like there would be like 45 minutes of just her talking she was really funny <laughs> she i mean i'm making her sound like this is not legitimate and it's so so legitimate and like no i believe it that makes a lot of sense yeah it's yeah it's like really um like helpful because it's just supposed to loosen the tension because your body's like holding tension um, but she would be so like, she would talk to me about astrology a lot, like <laughs> while we're doing this thing. And we're just like having this conversation about like what, like my sun sign is and uh -huh. like what my, you know, and I'm just like, this is so bizarre, but so helpful because it's like not, it was like the least sexual thing, mm -hmm. but it was like, she kind of like taught me things to like, that I could teach my partner to like help me. And like, mm -hmm. I think that was the thing too, because I feel like sex was like really, like dating is really hard when you mm -hmm. feel like you are a basket case <laughs> with it. You know, you're like, this is not going to be fun for you. But well, you, yeah, because yeah, you're trying to get to know someone while you're also, and then you're like, when do I give them the warnings of like stuff that's not, they're not causing this, but it's going to come up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's just like a lot of embarrassment where you just feel like it's you very vulnerable. Are like, yeah. And you feel a little crazy. Like I always felt like, because a lot of that has kept as was like a lot more secretive. Like I, I felt like, did this, is, am I making this up? Am I mm -hmm. crazy? Like, you just kind of didn't know what the rules were because mm -hmm. they were never sort of like outlined for you. And so, yeah, I think a lot of that was just like a lot of like confusing shame. And and then, yeah, and I think that went on for a long time. So mm -hmm. my body got kind of used to it. And I think now like I'm in a good place where like, I generally don't get super triggered. There's things that we do not do because it's like, mm -hmm. you know, and I always like, I will try to convince myself like, okay, I'm going to try. And every, it's like, I should know by now that it's just like penetration is not for me. Like I'm like, mm -hmm. in terms of like vaginal penetration, you know? Right. And it's um, important to know what you like and what you don't like. And I think a good partner respects that. Like everybody makes, you know, you're supposed to yeah. make each other feel safe. And and then there's also a world where it's like, okay, if someone's like, this is the only thing I like, then it's like, maybe you're not a fit. And that's also okay. You can still respect and like each other. I think that's what people forget really? is like relationships aren't just about forcing things to work no matter what. It's about respecting mm -hmm. and understanding. But sometimes you come to a place where you're like, I want kids, I don't want kids. And mm -hmm. don't I don't <laughs> think you should sacrifice. Like if that's truly what yeah. those people want, you just have to respect that you're not compatible. Because if someone totally. truly wants that and they sacrifice it, they're not going to Yeah, there's, like, resentment. It's just, yeah. say, like, you're signing up for divorce, to, to be divorcees. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, and then you also don't want to be this sad girl with this weird <laughs> I mean, it's I'm like, going to stop you there. You're definitely not the only one there who feels that yeah. way. But I, I um, man, I, I mean, it's so hard when it's, like, that's the thing people – put so much uh pressure on is the sex in the relationship when that's just a piece of it I find like yeah I use I usually will open up more sexually first and then emotionally because I actually I get more out of the emotional part of the relationship than the sex so then it's almost yeah. for me there's less stakes with sex but there's yeah. more stakes in emotion so in a way I'm like being like okay here's um the thing that I think you want and then now when you're yeah, yeah but it's you said something that um that that made me realize something because you're talking about literally being triggered um physically but I think I have the emotional trigger actually just yesterday I was like I couldn't stop crying and whatever we're in a pandemic but I'm fine but I was like yeah, it was yeah. to the point where I knew it was a reaction like not nothing happened I just was like all crying 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 and um I, I feel, so I'm like in a relationship now with a man and he's very supportive. And I, I, at one point just called him and I was like, I'm gonna call you and I'm crying. And then I, cause I was like, I don't want to talk to anyone, but I'm going to try to like, I think it'll help. Yeah, and yeah. I was just like, bah. and it did help. But what I realized I'm triggered by is, um, uh, emotional 
connection. So we're obviously getting to know each other more and there's more emotional mm-hmm. stakes. Like I'm not necessarily triggered by us having sex, but now that I feel invested, it's like something clicks in my head where I was like, okay, now, you know, I love this person and uh, I'm scared. And then Im- immediately I was like, and now my body is going to just like blah, like cry. Right. Which is scary because right. that's the kind of thing that makes me think I would lose someone because they would freak out. So I had to be so upfront instead of hiding it because I was like, if I hide this, it'll come out in a weird way. So I was like, this isn't you, but I'm going to like have this reaction in front of you so you could see it because this is like me. Yeah, that's so vulnerable to be able to like, do to say those things I know my because my I my girlfriend and I definitely have I don't know if you've read any like attachment theory stuff yeah I've read attached is that the yes yes. attached (laughs) yeah I'm insecure of attachment for sure yeah yeah Um, so yeah so I are you more avoided or more anxious I am for sure more anxious, but as in the last year or so, I've done a lot more work in trauma therapy and I I think I moved towards avoidant, which is just the other side. So it's like you try to find the middle yep. balance, but I've definitely from very anxious moved towards like, well, I'll just dissociate and shut down. Yeah, because that's what I was, I literally was thinking that I was like, oh, that sounds like avoidant behavior because yeah, I, I, me and my girlfriend are opposites where I'm the anxious one, she's the avoidant one. And it's kind of cool because you can have different types of like uh, uh connections with people mm-hmm. like um and so it's like you're not always anxious you're not always mm-hmm. avoidant it's just like depending on what your dynamic is with that specific person so like we've been doing really like awesome work and trying to like figure out how to become secure bases for each other <laughs> um and yeah that i think that avoidance of like like her trying to like be safe and feel safe with, like around opening up and like being emotional and knowing that i'm not gonna like judge her for having a feeling and I can like support her and stuff. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's really cool. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I, I just feel like it's really cool work to like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, try to like figure out how to be a, like more stable for yourself so you can be stable for other people, you know? Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. I mean, I, I followed along what you said cause it, it's, it's so much, uh, and I have to say like a lot of this, I'm, I've kind of learned in the last year. So I imagine I'll learn even more. So this is, hopefully not the end of my journey but I feel like um for me so much of my 20s was just built on trying to get the rules right to then be good enough for someone and then I spent like the last two years thinking like you know what well there was a transition where I was like okay you know what if you don't want me then you don't get to have me which is also not quite right it's kind of in between yeah then I got to um just being like wait a minute it sounds like I don't accept me so then I was really focused on like how do I accept me? Because if I'm trying to change all this, then it's like clearly I don't have a strong grasp of what I want to be. Yeah. So it's yeah. really hard because we're all like told that we need someone. But the reality is like it's nice to have someone. But I think of now relationships like it's good. It's like having a, a nice purse or something or whatever. Like I'm like, <laughs> I wouldn't mind it. It's nice. It's very use- useful. But like. Before I get a purse, I need to have all make all this get all the stuff to put in it. So I'm like, I I can't just get the purse. Like the having it is not enough. I need to have places to go. I need to have money to put in it. I need make whatever it is. You it's a bad analogy, but it's uh yeah. So that's how I feel now. Is like in the same Mm -hmm. way. I think if the person you're with or your partner's not working on themselves, they could easily feel triggered too, which is not their fault or yours, but yeah, I've been in relationships where I have these emotions. And like you said, I feel crazy. And then I feel bad for putting it on someone and then they yep. do get triggered and then they don't like it. And then they're defensive. And then it's hard yes. for me to then explain that. It's like, it's not all them, but they're part of it, but it's, yeah. they're like definitely triggering it, but it's not like they didn't cause yeah. the trauma, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. You need someone to show up to do the work with you. If you're the only one doing it, then it's like you're, you, it's useless almost. Cause it's like the other person's not going to be able to recognize triggers. They're not going to be able to like stop themselves and be like, what is this really about? You know? And like, I think a lot of early on with me and Haley, like we, um, we did a lot of that where we would just get into fights that felt bigger than the actual issue. Mm. And we were both being triggered and we didn't know how to like communicate, you know, in a, in a healthier way. So like, we've been working on that a lot, um, this past year and it's been, it's been a lot better, you know, but it's also just like an ongoing thing. It's not just like a one and done situation. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's helpful. I love therapy and I love, uh, yeah, just trying to like evolve and just carry yourself in a healthier way, I guess. Do you guys go together? 
What? Do you guys, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been together for almost two years. So. Oh, I mean, do, oh, you go to therapy together is what I mean. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have our own. We have our own therapist who I love, <laughs> and um, she's great. Yeah, it feels very healthy. It's like very intentional. Um, and I think yeah, I just think if you've gone your whole life, you know without looking at these things, it's like, you're just going to repeat these dynamics over mm-hmm. and over and over again. And it's like, just like, let's, uh, let's stop. Let's try to really find the real happiness and not just like the temporary fix, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Um, yeah, well, mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that. I feel like, um, I feel like we covered yeah. so much. It's, uh, it's, it's yeah. interesting whenever I talk to uh, I mean I love talking to all guests but whenever I talk to other queer women like there's always stuff where I didn't even associate with being like connected to my identity where I'm like oh I had that too I wonder if that's yeah. like connect, you know what I mean like I don't know yeah. if that makes sense because there's so many things I didn't look at and then I go back and I'm like maybe that had to do with me like not looking at a part of my identity or not accepting it early on or something yeah but you have yeah, gay parents so you were open about being out no. early or no? Oh. no well no it was like our where I grew up was so conservative we had to keep it a secret hmm. so it would be like I'd get in fights at school because of course like there's like rumors and I was called gay too I was like definitely bullied and then when my mom when it got out that my mom was gay even though we had denied it at school we like we lost our entire community like all oh. of our friends all of our family friends like just disappeared so it was like it was like very traumatizing. Like you, the mm. whole abandonment thing was like intense. Yeah. Wow. And I think that I buried that, that, cause it was also uh, like the family dynamic where my dad, cause my mom came out as a lesbian after she got a divorce. And my, I think my dad was very upset about it cause he was just upset in general. Mm. So, but your dad, is your dad also gay? No. Oh, okay. No, we just upset that my mom, wouldn't that be great? Um, <laughs> No, but he was a dancer in high school, if we could fill the stereotypes. But um, no, it was just like, I think my dad was upset about the divorce and then mm. was was looking for an angle to be correct and was kind mm-hmm. of homophobic. But he's come a long way. Sure. So that's been cool. But yeah, I didn't come out until I was 25. And it was with the help of my ex-boyfriend. Oh, wow. Who I love. He's like still Aww. one of my best friends. And like, we grew up together. I know him since I was 10 years old and like he's like the most supportive human being on the planet and was just we got to a place where he was just like I think you're gay (laughs) I think you're pretty gay (laughs) and I was just like I think you're right you know but it was like it was like a whole journey we tried like an open relationship I Mm. tried like he gave me the space to figure myself out um and that was like the most loving thing I think yeah anyone's ever done for me so He's so sweet. I can, that's I so get up thinking about Aww. it. Yeah. He's it's, really um, good. He's that's, but that's part, it kind of speaks to the idea of needing to feel safe to be yourself. Like he gave you this, but it's not that you're romantically loved mm-hmm. him, but you, he made you feel safe. Oh, I can see yeah. you tearing up. Do you know, know, do you know girl in red? Um, she, I've heard, no, I've heard of this though. I've heard, what is it? She's what a is? she's a uh, like a musician from Norway. She's just like a bedroom pop artist. I feel like you probably heard of it because it comes up a lot in queer circles because younger, yeah. t- I feel like uh, gays listen to her. I did go watch her in concert um, at yeah. in, when she came to LA and it was like full of teens and then their dads, which I was like, cool that they would take their obviously gay, gay girlfriends there. It was cool, but um, yeah, I found her because we used her music for my short. But she, I brought her up because she, um, she's obviously out and she's pretty young, I think like 19 or 20. But one of her bandmates Incredible. was like her first boyfriend too. And they have a similar thing where they're Aww. best friends and obviously they dated yeah. nothing romantic now, but they clearly, you know, yeah. still close and actually, you know, work together, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that that foundation, because I, yeah, I think too, it was like, I didn't want to leave my hometown with nobody like it just felt like you would lose like you just like no one actually knew me in the town there was all these ideas of who I was I had to keep myself a secret Mm. and it was nice to like grow into like who you actually are with someone who knew you back then so it wasn't like I you know what I mean like it felt like I wasn't fully rejected there's a lot of shame but you know what I mean like I just felt like oh someone actually like 
loves me to be loved we just all want to be loved you know that's so nice oh i'm sorry i made you cry but this was really beautiful and i feel like uh a lot of people listeners will relate well maybe we can end on a a fun game uh yeah let's do do it a moment (laughs) yeah um are you feeling okay yeah, I feel good. I love talking about masturbation. It's <laughs> funny. I like I cry so much that sometimes when I I can tell if someone's just like crying and having a conversation and going through it, but then yeah. I'm like, okay, I also need to be a human. And be like, do you need a moment? But there's times when I like cry yeah. through stuff, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm fine. Just let the tears happen. I have something to say. And then people are like, are you right? sure? And I'm like, yes, just the tears happen. It's part of my life. Just let it go. Like, don't be totally. triggered by my tears. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Well, this is a. I think you'll like this game. It's very simple. It's called. Uh, well, it's everything is gay or why is this gay? Um, based on your show, that's so gay. Very simple. You know, it. pretty much we know everything is gay. Um, so yeah. I'm just gonna list things that are gay or maybe Hip-switch. maybe okay, not gay, but you just have to. You can make up any reason or tell me why you really think so. But um, just tell me okay. why this thing is gay. Okay. Right. Uh, well, we'll start with a really easy one. Cats. Oh my God. You know, why do I think cats are gay? Because they lick themselves all. No, I don't know. That's okay. I feel like every lesbian mm-hmm. has a cat. This is true. Yep. You literally like, are taking your cat to the vet after this. I am. Yep. I am. There's a lot of cat lovers. Cats but, are gay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, what, uh, Saturn. Saturn is gay? Okay. You know what's crazy? Saturn is my favorite planet. Saturn no is joke. gay. But it also, I liked it because it started with S. I don't know. There's rings around. What do the rings do? What's like the rings in Saturn that make it gay? Um, promise rings. I, don't I like know. I, I like I, the I, rings as the angle. I was yeah. I was brainstorming that. I was thinking because Saturn feels really gay, and I do think it is gay. I think that it doesn't need anyone to give her a ring. Also, Saturn oh. has the most moons, which I feel like is like very yes, gay. Moons are gay for very. sure. Um, yeah. Okay, snow. You're just like describing my hometown. This is so <laughs> funny. Snow is gay? Snow is gay. Uh, I guess, I don't I know. I guess you can is tell there... me if you don't think it's gay, but I do think snow is gay. Tell me what you think snow is gay. Some of the things just feel gay. Well, okay, snow feels gay because I feel like I, I think of a cabin in the woods. I feel like a retreat, wearing a sweater. Ooh. Snow makes you want to cozy up and, like, like comfort yeah. someone and, like, nourish them and love them. Yeah, and, like, watch Carol. The but it, movie. Yeah, like, but it's also very cold, and I feel like there's also, like, a coldness to lesbians. Like, <laughs> there's definitely a little mm. bit of edge there. Um, yeah, okay. Snowboarding. Snowboarding lesbians. Yes, okay. Uh, bra- braids. Braids, braids are gay. I, I don't. Uh, are braids gay? What is you that literally mean? told Just me like... about your your bra- hair braiding. <laughs> I think That's braids are funny. gay. Do you think braids are straight? More straight or gay? Well, my connection to braids. My I had a crush on this girl in high school who was my best friend, and in gym class she would braid my hair. Like, and I would, I would like put my head in her lap, and she would just braid, and I had the biggest crush on her. Uh... So I guess. It's like a girl to girl thing, right? At like sleepovers, you're like, let me do, let me do your hair, and then like you just feel like very like touched and seen and held, you know. So I guess yeah, maybe braids are kind of gay. Interesting. I never even thought about the braiding each other's hairs, but that does make me think that's pro- for sure why it is. Like I do think braids feel really gay. When I say gay, maybe I should say like this is like more like a female gay. Yeah. Lesbian, yeah, but it's yeah, not yeah, lesbian. Yeah. Well, like it ca- kind of captures queerness too uh sorry guys we're talking about ladies today um yeah or, or f- femme identifying um yeah okay harps <laughs> Har- this is like angels this is like my aunt who just loves everything that's honestly this is okay so angels and harps my aunt's <laughs> niece is obsessed with boobs and if you go to her house there's probably a st- like there because she- okay she has a I shouldn't, but she would tell you this. She has very big boobs, but she's so wonderful and lovely. And it's like, there's a lot of statues of just naked ladies, just like from the 1800s, wow. like tits out, just like lounging. Um, and yeah, harps are definitely featured there. So I always mm-hmm. like joke that she is gay, but she also maybe is just like very prideful about her tits. <laughs> Interesting. Worst. Never related tits to harps, but now I'm going to always. I don't know. I've always <laughs> liked uh, harp players. I feel like there's something very 
uh like a femme energy but also just about like sh- sort of showcasing i don't know it's yeah angelic is a good way to put it but it's almost like the yeah. per- player is part of the instrument because the instrument's so yeah, big like, you're watching like the entire string. thing yeah it's very- yeah it's very femme honestly it's like very um like high femme so like mm. femme lesbians but like i feel like a lady that plays like a bass is like a lot more Ooh, yeah that's like, also good yeah there's also energy. yeah i guess there's many. Yeah, we're kind of leaning into fem. Okay, so I'll give you one that's less fem. Dicks. Why are dicks gay? Tell me why dicks are gay. Dicks? Because I want a dick. <laughs> Great. <that's laughs> and I happen to be gay. Perfect answer. Simple. Uh, we crushed it. <laughs> uh, and then finally, TikTok. Why is TikTok gay? Oh, my God. I feel like TikTok is really progressive. <laughs> like, right? Like, I feel like there's a lot of, like, woke teens that are saying and doing really fun things on TikTok. Um... Yeah, I guess, I don't know. Yeah, TikTok just feels like a progressive place to me. But maybe I'm wrong. What do you think? I think that's a great answer. There's no right or wrong. Everything is gay, remember? So you're not wrong. Um, I do think TikTok is gay. TikTok, when I first got on it, it's kind of changed now, and I think it's more intersectional. In the beginning, it was very, like, white lesbian gay, but also still felt very gay. But it was yeah. a lot of, like, more younger white lesbian femme um, lesbians. Yeah. But they were using it to, like, date. So very, but I Whoa, also do, you really? have to, like, it found me right away. I guess it clocked me, like, within two days of using it. Like, I was just swiping casually, like, what is this app? And then I just unlocked uh, gay TikTok. And then it was all, That's, it was, like, just a flood of, like, hot lesbians. Very incredible, strange. But now I think it's evolved, hopefully. I hope. I don't use it as much now. I'm, like yeah too stressed i never i love watching other people's tiktok videos i i never made a tiktok account as a comedian it's terrible but i feel like yeah it's they're always really fun to watch mm-hmm. like the ones that get reposted or shared are always like really quirky and, and uh entertaining yeah well speaking of sharing things thank you for coming on the show um is yeah. there where can people find your stuff and your comedy do you want to plug your yeah. socials um yeah you can follow me on instagram and twitter um my handle is the same for both and it's stay funny with like an underscore wayne w-a-i-n it's like rain with a w is what i say <laughs> so cool. yeah yeah and follow- i yeah i mm-hmm. oh go ahead oh no go- what, what were you gonna say no, no. Uh, I mean, in quarantine, it's hard to do shows. So it's uh, a lot of pictures of me and my girlfriend right now. <laughs> Sometimes we just need to great. see, you know, a happy couple. So follow Stevie there. Yeah. And then when we're back out, go watch her do stand up. She's very yeah. funny. Um, and okay. I'll, I'll tag you as well. So people can find that in the bio. And you yeah. can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod and follow me at Larissa T on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you. Hey y'all, I'm Ava. And I'm Ariel. And we're the hosts of Gender Fluids. If you want to listen in to some irreverent and uncouth conversations about sex, gender, kinks, and fetishes, then this is a podcast for you. We have new episodes out every Wednesday, so go subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use. You can also follow us on our Instagram at genderfluidspodcast if you want a daily dose of dirty, dirty sex memes. This has been a hoo-ha-ha podcast.